Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice. From a Reformed Baptist perspective. Okay, we're not going to tag team it. Yeah, One yeah. of us should just read it straight, straight through. No, no, I thought and people like it when we... Yeah, they like our banter, but... It's not even a bad banter. We're just, uh, we're doing it together. Okay, now, but you're being annoying and not letting me, just let me, just let me do it. All right, Just let ahead. me do it. And see, they're going to think like, oh, that they, they do this on purpose. No, that's, this is Jimmy. That's what Jimmy does. I'll just fofo it. All right. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. Devotion! <laughs> you're so funny. I thought uh, so. Podcast Explorer. Right, li- I'm going to do it this time. Okay, I'll let you do it. Go. All right, ready? Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Reformed Baptist confession. Wait. Uh, wow. That was awesome. All right, do it again. This you podcast go. is going to be so long. Go ahead. Go. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. And uh, it's been a long day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have had a lot to do. Um, you know, Jimmy works a number of hours for a company uh, in the world. And uh, does really, as opposed to out of the world, as opposed to in the church. Oh, okay. There well. is a distinction between the world and the church, right, well, Jimmy? But we should be the church. Oh, we're not having that conversation again. Why not? One more time. <laughs> All right, so Jimmy's had a long day. I've had a long day. Lots of surprises. Um, nothing bad. Just a lot of surprises. And so, wow, it's uh, there are no meetings tonight. And so we're gonna. We thought let's sit down, throw up the mics, and mm-hmm. uh, and have a conversation. And honestly, what we wanted to do was we decided to do this sort of last minute that we're going to have a conversation about something that's very personal, very mm-hmm. real, um, and even painful, something that God is teaching us right now. Something we're going through currently. So like you said, today's a long day. Yesterday was a long day as well. Yeah. The week, so. the week has been long because sometimes when God wants to teach you something, uh, he... And you weren't listening to begin with. Right. Yeah. We've been a little slow to, <laughs> slow to listen. Uh, sometimes he's got to afflict the conscience, mm-hmm. right? So uh, in a nutshell, Jimmy, what, what has God been teaching us? I think he's been teaching us uh, repentance, mm-hmm. you know, truly repenting for um, your sins and how, and maybe just how you've sinned against others. Yep. Um, Definitely. But then also how, what it reflects about your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, God's also been teaching us what it means to be gracious to others in the midst of that and receiving that grace or receiving that for lack of a better word, I'm going to say rebuke or correction, right? Which is something that I'm not sure we're, we're particularly great at. Yeah. I think, you know, the natural response is to become defensive. Mm -hmm. And when somebody says, Hey man, I think you're, you're, you know, doing this and this is wrong. Um, you know, the temptation is to justify it, yeah. uh, defend it. it And I'll tell you what, even, even when I've received correction over the years, I'm always chill on the outside, or maybe 99% of the time. I'll, I'll externally be like, all right, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I hear you. No, I'm going to, yeah. But inside, I'm going, oh, heck no. Like, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's wrong, and he does not know what he's talking about. And I, I've, got to, I've got to actually you know, take time, and I, and I do. By the grace of God, I, I feel like over the course of my life, yeah. I've, I've gone back uh, and in the evening prayed, and, and God has shown me where my critics are right. Um, and on those rare occasions, maybe where they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so recently, you and I were um, were corrected very lovingly in a particular area. And we won't spend a whole lot of time on the area because that's not really the point. But we will tell you that uh, you, you, if you listen to this podcast, you know that Jimmy and I like to have fun. 
uh, play around, joke around. We joke around and poke fun at things at each other, at others. And peoples, yeah. Yep. And sometimes uh, we have, on a number of occasions, crossed a line. And it's not like there is like one solid white line or yellow line that you know you can't cross. But yeah. it, just in terms of of decorum, of say charity uh, charity appropriateness or even just you know there is a there's a point at which your fun humor can slip down mm-hmm. into something that is either hurtful or even if it's not hurtful it can just be inappropriate or a course yeah and so yeah we've we've been called on that and I, I don't think this has really happened on the podcast uh maybe it has but i hope it hasn't but but maybe maybe and so we're evaluating our whole life and what we really want to do is and, and it, so when we saw this when this was brought to our attention uh honestly the first response was we see it like we we, we yeah. recognize that we've been sensing that thinking about that in our minds but not really dealing with it yeah i think for for months for months, I think we've, we've kind of gone off uh, or we've gone back and forth about it, just kind of wondering out loud, but not really truly pursuing it. Yeah. Right. Is, is that fair, I think, to say? Yeah. No, it's just because I was just in a, a class, uh, a pastoral development class. So Pastor Pat and I take these uh, young men that are aspiring to be pastors. And uh, Pat is walking them through the book Holiness by J.C. Ryle. We'll link to it in the show notes. You need to read it every year. Um, it's a great book. And, uh, and so Pat today was teaching about sin and specifically uh, vivification and mortification. Yeah. We don't have time to get into that right now. But one of the guys who's in that class, uh, Tony Dobke, he was saying that what he was most convicted about was his tendency to make some sins in his life small sins yeah. in his own judgment. He's like, oh, well, I thought he minimizes his sin. And he felt really convicted about that. And we all do that in one mm-hmm. way or another. And definitely this coarse joking is something that we had minimized where we had you know i think there's a room for humor and joking of of a a broad in a broad spectrum of applications and styles but we've crossed the line on a number of occasions and we we we've not really addressed it and so god got our attention this week yeah and so um i'm not going to say that everything is settled and done and buttoned up nice no i say we're i think we're at least for me, I'm still processing through it. And even even recording this is part of that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Even recording this is is part of my my processing of what is from God and what is not. You know, what's the proper response and what is not? Because, well, we'll talk more about responses, you know, uh, or various degrees of response uh, in, in a bit. But I think one thing I, I do want to um, maybe acknowledge or – because I, I, I know I asked – when Joe and I were talking about this, I had – um, ask you, Joe, I mean, I think there's a, there's a sense for, there may be a sense for some people that us sharing this and discussing it is self-serving. I mean, like mm-hmm. here you are, you're just, you're, you're bringing it to light and you're making, you're throwing it out there as you're dealing with it without having really dealt with it. Um, and you're doing it on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that self-serving for you? Um, I'm going to say yes. It is very self-serving in that uh, I'm doing this as a mean, or we are doing this as a means of of getting uh, closer to Christ. Yeah. That we, yes, this is good for us. And uh, on this issue, honestly, I'm more concerned about this being good for us than I am for anyone else. Yeah. 
So sure, it might be self-serving in that way. Uh, but secondly, I don't know how self-serving it can be if it exposes us to be guys that um, are, break God's law and, mm -hmm. and have to deal with it. And we're admitting up front, this is the beginning of repentance for us. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it allows a sense of accountability mm. with, obviously with people that we're close to, that yeah. have been talking to us, but also with our friends online. And so, you know, we, listen, I, if you guys have a problem, you can, you can email us. Look, we, we make the joke all the time. If you write us a hate email or if you write complaints, we're going to read it on air and make fun of you. Yeah, if you're a total jerk about it, we're probably going to make fun of you. Like be the church. Okay, but uh, if you have a legitimate concern, we're obviously not. Now, I shouldn't mm -hmm. say obviously. We're not going to make fun of you. So I, I don't think this is uh, self-serving in any negative way, um, but I have made it a practice from the very beginning of social media to put everything out there. Mm -hmm. If I have a bad Sunday, I'll tell people like, wow, I just want to hide after that sermon. That was really, really bad. Yeah. And uh, most days I feel like worship was awesome and that things are good and I, I share that. So we're just trying to be real here and you know, unscripted. We don't want to be a scripted show. Uh, we just want to talk about what God is teaching us. So today mm -hmm. we're going to talk about repentance. 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 And so we're not just going to focus on us. We want to focus on this issue and encourage you guys in it. Now, repentance is a um it should be is supposed to be the natural part of the natural rhythm of the christian life yeah we practice faith and repentance we breathe in and we breathe out every day all day long faith and repentance luther said as much in uh, the first of his 95 theses that when jesus calls us to repent he meant that the one that the christian's life would be one of repentance so this is something that we want to grow in. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't just punctuate our lives, yeah. but it should be something that is a consistent uh, pattern. That's right. Daily, right? Well, like in the, in the 1689, uh, was it chapter 15, paragraph 4, it says this. As repentance is to be continued through the whole course of our lives upon the account of the body of death and the motions thereof, so it is every man's duty to repent of his particular particular known sins particularly mm -hmm. right so this is like you're saying it's supposed to it's it's ongoing it's right. ongoing and, and as sins are made known like they have been to, made known to us this past few days uh we need to be dealing with that right and it's you're going to be dealing you need to know that up front as the, the life of a believer is marked of continual repentance none of us are perfect Right. None of us are going to to not screw up. Right. None of us are not going to fail in, in that regard. Uh, and I think that's that's one thing I have to deal with, because I have this I ideal in my head as as a as a leader, as a believer, as someone that's walked with Christ for a number of years, that I should be farther along or that I, I shouldn't right. be sinning or I shouldn't be making messing up. So it's almost like when when we heard mm -hmm. this this gentle rebuke um part of me took it as a as a personal front of my faith right i took it as this this sense of man you're saying i fail as a believer right you're saying i am not worthy to be called a christian uh and that's i'm, I'm wrong in that right like right. i'm taking that way too i don't know if personally is the right word um but well, i'm taking it to a, a really far-fetched degree Right, that was pride pushing yeah, back exactly. in, in our hearts against that. And the truth is, we do fail as Christians. Mm -hmm. That's why we need Jesus. Yeah, we do fail. Now, I like, you know, in the 1689, what you read, 
it's not just this general kind of flavor mm-hmm. of repentance that needs to be in our life. It's yeah. not like, yeah, it's not a dusting of repentance on, like a on gold our dust of it. Like, like a, you know what? More like nutmeg, a nutmeg dust. It's not like that. You know how you put like nutmeg? No, I don't know. A, yeah, you put nutmeg on like the whipped cream of a pumpkin pie? Nope, I don't even know okay. what you're about. I'll Google that, you'll see. I'll Google it. Um, but it says what? That we're supposed to repent of particular sins? Yep. Particularly. Particular known sins, particularly. So what does that mean? Well, what do you think it means? Well, I think it means that we are not just saying like, oh, I have this general attitude of brokenness and turning from sin. But actually hitting those sins right. and calling it what it is. So it's not just saying, I don't want to call people out. I'm t- so I'm trying to be careful on this because we've seen, at least I've seen. Um, call me out. No, I'm not don't trying call to call you out. Huh? Don't call anybody else out. No, I'm not calling out. you out. But I'm saying we've seen Christian leaders uh, that have fallen uh, and they're not willing to really call the sin what it is. They're not willing to say, this right. is how I have sinned against God. Right. Um, it's more like there was a mistake. Yeah. Or um, it's somebody else's fault. Yeah. Or not even acknowledging anything. Yeah. But I think what the 1689 is saying, you call it what it is mm-hmm. when it comes up. Right. And you deal with it at that time, not waiting. Right. Well, part of this really requires us to know what repentance is. We can't, we can't repent if you don't know what it is, really. I mean, yeah. I guess, I suppose you can repent, and we do repent as new believers before we can clearly articulate it. We know that it is, in some sense, turning away from our sins and turning towards Christ. Yeah. But to define repentance is important. Mm. There are great definitions of repentance out there. Um, one of my favorites is by Thomas Watson. He's one of my favorite Puritans. And uh, in his book, The Doctrine of Repentance, which you can pick up uh, through Amazon, we'll link to that in the show notes. Here's what he says. He says, repentance is a grace of God's spirit, whereby a sinner is inwardly humbled and visibly reformed. So it's not just external behavior mm-hmm. modification, right? It is fundamentally, yeah. number one, a work of God's Holy Spirit. It is a grace that we do not deserve, whereby a sinner is inwardly humbled. There is this internal change happening where we recognize our sin and, and God's holiness, and we are visibly reformed. So yeah. there is actual change happening. That's right. Not perfection, but actual change. And this is what he says. He says there are six ingredients mm-hmm. in this repentance, in this work of the Spirit. And so real repentance involves, number one, sight of sin you recognize it you see it mm-hmm. like it's you're consciously aware of it you you can't repent of it if you don't see it number two he says sorrow for sin uh this is this means that we're we're not sorry that we got caught yeah but that we are sorry for the sin itself and what it is exactly i mean i think of my kids in that right like mm-hmm. i think of my son elias loves to pick on my daughter actually picks on both of my kids and he will it's hard for him to apologize. He hates it. He does not want to apologize. And it's not because he feels bad for the sin. He just, he's mad that he got caught. You know, he'll hit his sister. I'll say, put him in timeout. All right, man, it's time to, you need to say sorry to Ariana. And so he'll just be, he'll have tears in his eyes, not because he's repenting, not because he feels bad about it, mm-hmm. but he's mad. He's yeah. angry that he got caught. And now I'm telling him he needs to apologize. And so through his teeth, he'll say, I'm sorry. Right. And my daughter's like, oh, I forgive you and tries to give him a hug and he won't eat. His arms stay on the side. That's yeah. not true repentance. That's just he's mad he was caught, right? Yeah. Uh, and he hasn't learned to hate that sin, mm-hmm. right? Jimmy Pettigrew Beyonce wrote in... Wait, 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 what? Yeah, 
Jimmy Pettigrew Beyonce, founder, founder of uh, Southern Baptist Theological that's Seminary. That's Boyce. That's that's no, Jimmy no, no, Boyce. And it's Beyonce. It's Boyce. It's no, defi- I w- well, I went to the seminary. I what read, does that mean? I that read means the nothing. abstract of systematic theology. Okay, anyway, James Boyce. I've seen his name. So all Beyonce over. says this. <laughs> says this in uh, his abstract of systematic theology, uh, chapter thirty-three on repentance. Says this: uh, true repentance does not look at sin as the cause of punishment but abhors it because it is vile in the sight of God and involves in heinous guilt all who are sinners. So it's that part there. He abhors it because it is vile mm-hmm. in the sight of God. Right, not because he got busted. Not because he got busted, not because he got caught, uh, not because he has to deal with it, but because he recognizes the how, well, how vile it is, but how it's an affront to the holiness of who God is, right? Yeah. You're affront to the holiness of God in this communion that we have with God. Right. Uh, and that God hates this sin uh, that we are relishing in. Yeah, we do. So that's that, that sorrow for sin, that second ingredient, right? That mm-hmm. it is, it is a, a deeply held spiritual reg- regret. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's, he says, sight, sight of sin, sorrow for sin. Watson then says the third ingredient is the confession of sin. We've got to mm. be able to articulate this and confess it. We might have to confess it to other people. Yeah. And we uh, and we're going to do that. Yeah, I think we would say it's I almost wonder if it's better to be confessing it to other people. So are you referring to hold on now that I say that out loud? Are you talking about confessing to others that we've sinned against. That's what you're meaning by that, correct? Yeah. Well, there are, there are two senses in which we can confess our sins. We can acknowledge our sins yeah. to one another and for the purpose of coming clean and being real. Okay. And then there is the confession of our sins before those that we have sinned against. So, yeah, I think both is great. And I, I wanted to make sure we touched on that former one, uh, acknowledging our sins, because there are sins that may be hidden, to those, right. maybe we haven't sinned against other people, for sure, per se, but we've sinned in our heart. And that's where community, where yeah. relationships come into play, where we can acknowledge those sins before God and before our brothers and sisters, yeah. um, seeking their, their prayers and their help, mm-hmm. right? Coming alongside each other. Um, and, and I know Joe hates this, live life together. No, I like that. I just want people to know what it actually means. Okay, what does it actually mean, Joe? No, I don't know. I just say it. Okay, there you go. No, to, to, to you know, life on life, discipleship, living life together, loving on each other. Mm-hmm. What it means is that you are mutually invested in each other's well-being, mm. that you are mutually invested in one another's lives. So that, I think this, this falls into that line, right? Because right, totally. you're, you're mutually, you're, you're wanting what's best for the other person. You want to see God's grace and, and holiness abound in their walk, right? Totally. Totally. So we, we can confess those we've wronged against. We can openly confess and acknowledge our sins to one another. Yeah. Obviously context appropriate. Yeah, of course. Right? Um, and then he says that uh, there is shame for sin. Shame for the sins that, uh, that we have committed. Not just a sense of, of worldly sorrow, but something much deeper. So shame for sin, according to Watson is well i'm just going to read his words because he says it very well when the heart has been made black with sin grace makes the face red with blushing quote i am ashamed and blush to lift my face the repenting prodigal was so ashamed of his excess that he thought himself not worthy to be called a son anymore repentance causes a holy bashfulness Mm -hmm. if christ's blood were not at the sinner's heart there would be not so much blood come to the face so 
this this shame that we feel, this this embarrassment and regret, this sense of unworthiness doesn't come merely because we see how dark our sins are, but because we see how great God's grace is yeah. to us in that. Christ forgives even this. I can't raise my head and look at him. And so what does Jesus do? He he picks us up and he says, look at me. Uh, you know, I, you are mine and I am yours. And so this, this sense of shame is important. Not shaming other people. That's right. There's a difference between a church shaming someone uh, for their for their sins and this sense of shame that comes upon us by the grace of God. Yeah. Well, and Beyonce writes this. This is not simply sorrow or remorse, which may pass away or lead in despair to other sins or fill the soul with anxiety, but a heartfelt change in the inward soul towards God and holiness which is lasting and effective, and this is the important part, and which may be associated with peace and joy in believing. Right. Right? So we don't stay there. Right. Staying there is a sign of our unbelief in the gospel. Exactly. Right? It's a sign of our unbelief in, in what God has done in us and for us. And it should lead, true repentance should lead through uh, shame, guilt, uh, into peace and joy in knowing what God has done, right? Totally. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. That's good. That's what the psalmist wants. Like I don't I don't want to stay here, God. I want to experience the the joy and the refreshing of the Holy Spirit Mm. that's supposed to accompany repentance. I needed to hear that, seriously, man. It's it should be a springboard, right? I remember I read Spurgeon years ago. Um boy, years and years ago. I was a young Christian and I don't remember where it was, but it, other than it's in morning and evening. Great devotional. We'll link mm-hmm. to it in the show notes. Um, Spurgeon says, don't let your sin, and this is a big paraphrase, but he says, don't let your sins tie you down uh, to this sense of guilt. Yeah. You're going to experience guilt, and that's good. But let your sin and this conviction and that guilt be the catapult that throws you upon Christ for mercy. That's where the refreshing comes. Mm. So... With this sense of of shame comes a hatred for sin. That's the fifth ingredient, according to Watson. Mm-hmm. Fifth ingredient in repentance is hating the sin. Why would we? Why would? How can we, in any sense, say that I hate that sin if I just committed it and really enjoyed doing it? Well, I think we're we're learning. Or, yeah, I'm gonna say learning. We're we're continually learning to hate sin because of how much God hates it. Right. That's good. Like we're, 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 we're hating that which God hates. We're loving that which God loves. We're being changed from one degree of glory to the next. And we are, our wills, I guess, are being aligned mm-hmm. with, with God. Um, and I think there's, at least for me, I feel this. I feel this. Um, and maybe it's not the right way to feel, but I, I sent, I, I tell myself that as I sin or when I sin, that I've somehow broken communion with God, right? And, and I know that my, my status with God has not changed. Sure. Though in my mind, I think so. So I, I, even though I'm, um, I believe in, uh, in God's grace and that his, but somehow I think to myself, I could lose this. I could sure. lose God's grace in the midst of, of, of my sinning. So my status does not change. We need to hear that. Our status does not change, but our, but our communion with God, ebbs and flows, right? It's sometimes stronger, it's sometimes sure. weaker. Yeah. Uh, but I think in these times, 
Well, I think we, are, we already talked about that, so I don't want to hit it too hard again. But in these times, it, it should be, like you said, catapulting us mm-hmm. back into there. But going back to what you're, you're asking, why should we be hating? How, what does it mean to hate our sin? Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think what you said is great. We are learning this as part of the growth in grace. Mm-hmm. We learn to love the things God loves, and we hate the things God hates. Um, you know, Proverbs 8.13, like we, we should be growing supernaturally in that direction all yeah. the time. But one of the ways in which I think we can really grow in our hatred for our sin, after we identify it, right, after yeah. we are sorry for it, after we experience this conviction and confession and shame, I think we can learn to hate it all the more by meditating on the cross. Mm. Christ died for that sin. Was it fair for Christ to die? Was it just for Christ to die? I mean, certainly we know that justice was accomplished, but that wasn't his sin. He paid for my crimes. That was one of the reasons that Jesus suffered. It's one of the reasons he cried out, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's right. For my sin, for the looseness of my tongue or the wandering of my mind. And that should make us hate sin. You can, you can only hate sin so much, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't even know how much we hate it, uh, apart from Christ. We can hate it for its causes, yeah. for its effects. Yeah. But to truly hate it, we need to know Jesus. And this is why there's a difference in, in repentance, especially for the Puritans. They talked about legal repentance and evangelical repentance. And legal repentance was when you stopped doing the wrong and started doing the right because you didn't like the consequences of your actions. Wow, when I treat my wife this way, she becomes much more difficult. I don't want to experience that, so I'm going to repent so that mm-hmm. she is happier. That's not real repentance. That's behavior modification that is self-serving. Repent- I, uh, I see, I think, it, I find it hard to believe that Jen can be difficult. Oh, no, that's not I'm pretty sure it's going to be the other way around where it, Jen just says, I'm sorry, just so you stop Jen being a pill. Jen rarely has to say she's sorry. I, no, I think she just says it. To make you happy. She never, no. I would never, she does not blow it like I blow it. No. Uh, my wife very rarely needs to make any amends. Um, she's not sinless. You know what she does? I'll tell you what she no, does. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, let me don't tell talk you, about Jen's sin here. Let me, let me tell you what she no, does. No, no, no. Don't do it. We already did the tattoo she, before. No, we're doing, no, we're doing a tattoo. She's super indecisive. And that is super annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. That's not a sin. Well, agree to disagree. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We we both hate that say. You're not going to agree to disagree. But go ahead. Sorry, I just cut you off. So, yeah, I think we hate sin the more we uh, we understand. So legal repentance is uh, stopping the the behavior because of the consequences. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you don't want to get caught or you did get caught. And then, um, but evangelical repentance or what we might call gospel repentance is that repentance which is driven by uh, the holiness of God and the grace of God. Uh, and in, in our sins in light of those realities. So we are moved by God uh, to truly turn for his glory, um, not because of our inconvenience. So you mentioned before at the, uh, when Watson's uh, definition of repentance so, uh, along lines of like this inward, what was that phrase again? Can you say that again, please? Yeah, he says that it's, a, it's where a sinner is inwardly humbled and visibly reformed. Okay, that visibly reformed, right? So there, there's two aspects to this. And we focus a lot about the inward part. And I, I think of like, what's his name? Paul Tripp. Paul Tripp wrote something. He wrote Mustache. Something. Mustache. Mustache wrote uh, something about apple nailing. You know, where you, you, you take healthy apples and you just nail them onto a tree. So from a distance it looks good, but when you get up close it's dead. And so we, we've dealt with kind of that, the inward part. But what does that mean outwardly? 
because Beyonce says true repentance is inconsistent with the continuance in sin because of abounding grace. So okay. if we truly repented. So hang on, back up. Say his name right so that people know who to attribute that quote to. It's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, Boyce. James Boyce. Jimmy Boyce. James Boyce. There. There you go. Are you happy now? Right, now? So what does he say? All right. James writes, uh, true repentance is inconsistent with the continuance in sin because of abounding grace. Mm-hmm. So we don't stay there. We don't keep doing it. We don't, um, we don't just say, well, you know, I've got the grace of God so I can sin all the more. Right. Right. There should be an outward change that happens. And you're right. It's not behavior modification, uh, but it's it's you want to you desire to because you hate the sin. So what does exactly. it look like more outwardly, I guess, is just right. changing. Yeah. Well, that's reforming. That's the sixth ingredient is turning from sin. And so that yeah, there is it's not just like sorrow. It's not just remorse. It, it's not just your own personal, private, spiritual reflections and mm-hmm. conversations with God. There is a real change that is happening in the midst of repentance. And so Watson says. Uh, I got to find this thing here. Here's what Watson says uh, about this turning from sin in repentance. He says, there is a change wrought in the life. Turning from sin is so visible that others may discern it. Therefore, it is called a change from darkness to light. Others may discern it. Yeah. So if others can perceive your sin, they will also be able to perceive your turning. Now, here's the problem for us. Now, here's my problem. I know what you're going to say. No, you don't know what I'm going to yeah, say. I do it. Go ahead. That once you've, let's say a person has developed a reputation. Yep. Okay. That's not what I was going to say. Okay. So a person develops a reputation for, uh, of course, joking mm-hmm. or stealing or whatever. They can repent truly and genuinely and never commit that sin again. But how long will it take for people to really see that there was a change? It takes some time. Yeah, because, you know, you you have to build credibility. You have Mm -hmm. to have the opportunity to commit that sin and then not do it. So sometimes, you know, just the ceasing of one sin is going to be hard to see. So it needs to simultaneously be replaced with a virtue. Right. So that, you know, the person who is always uh, cynical and 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 negative needs to not only stop that nonsense Mm -hmm. but they also need to speak words of grace and truth that help and build others up or the person that no longer steals must also be ready to share and be very generous Mm. so this real change that happens is not mere external change but it is the um the effects of a heart that has been changed by the grace of god the heart changes and then the will follows so it's it's stopping something and then adding something right Right. It's the killing of sin is what uh, we call mortification, mm-hmm. and the putting on of righteousness is vivification, making ourselves uh, or pulling ourselves, uh, 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 pulling ourselves upon the grace of God to rest there. And in that, we find strength and vigor to do the things that God wants us to do. And I think for me, and probably for others as well, uh, I think we need to hear that it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take. It's gonna take time. People aren't gonna recognize it right away, but also you might not recognize it right away. You're gonna sure. stumble. Yep. Because it's it's a habit, right? This is a habit that you've, uh, you conditioned yourself over time to do. You know, some some of the things like our course joking. Uh, some of these things are second nature to me, right? Like right. they're just natural. Like we're very quick. We're very fast to kind of say certain things. Um, and so learning to slow down is part of that. Uh, but I, and 
I think, though, that what I thought you were going to talk about, uh, which is an area that I struggle with, is faking it. Right? It's easy to fake that external, but right. over time it's going to be known. And that's yeah. why that, that line you said is going to be apparent to others, something like that. Yeah. Others are going to see it. That, that was powerful, man, because it, it's not just that they're going to see it at once at the beginning. They're going to see it develop over time. Yeah. And it's going to be, like uh, Boyce says, uh, it's going to be continual. Yeah. It's going to be continual. Yeah, and you know this idea of it continuing doesn't. I just want to be really clear here, uh, and you and I both know this. It doesn't mean that there won't be times when you fall flat on your face. It doesn't mean that there aren't times when uh, a person doesn't fall back into that sin, mm-hmm. only to repent again. The repentance in this life is never going to be perfect, just like our faith. Mm. Imperfection mars our repentance. That's why it is necessary for us to continually repent. And I think it's also then uh, where we need to continually be gracious with those that are repenting right right because it takes it takes time spiritual growth is slow that's it you could really you could really stymie someone yeah right because just if you come down on them right away um and not recognizing the struggle or recognizing the effort or recognizing the progress Mm -hmm. uh it could really turn people away yeah you know and I'm, i'm speaking from experience there where i've been turned away by ministers that have not recognized after I have repented uh, for my sin. But I've also done that to others where the first first sign of their sin yeah. is like, they haven't changed. Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's, it's it's all a, show. It's they just wanted to get through this moment, you know? So and people do that. And people do that, and we've seen that as well, yeah. which is why it's easy for us to draw that conclusion. And to fake it, yeah. You know, like in, you know, in a lot of the counseling that I've done with couples over the years, you know, I had I had one couple where the husband was really behaving inappropriately and, you know, the wife was afraid he would never change. How could he ever change? She'd never seen anybody change yeah. ever. And so I began to tell her these general stories about people in this church that have been changed by the grace of God. They are not what they used to be. They do not do what they used to do. But that process is the sovereign working of God in sanctification, and it does take some time. And in that particular example, right now I can tell you that guy has been radically changed. It's so awesome. And you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I know you're talking about. It's just so cool. So, yeah, we we do see it, so we need to be patient and show the way with that. And not just patient, we need to be charitable. We need to give the other person the benefit of the doubt that they are working through this, that God is working on this with them um, and convicting them of their sin Give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, think the best of people. Oh, you keep Joe keeps hitting Stop the it. microphone with his cigar. Listen, this setup is so bad. It is not bad. This is a great. Oh, okay, I know gosh. what you want, and I want it too. But we're it's not, gonna, not time yet. We're not going to get those yet. All right, but soon. So soon and very soon. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, listen. Um, Jimmy and I wanted to talk about this because this is just the ongoing conversation that we are having with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We uh, don't just recognize that we are sinners, but that we sin particular sins, and those particular sins need to be repented of particularly. And we want to do that. And so we hope that, that this is uh, encouraging to you. We, we definitely want to, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to say that I want to be an example to others, but the reality is that we are supposed to be examples to one another. Yeah. And so, um, so let's do that for each other. We, we, want to, we want to deal with our sin and be open and honest about it. And brothers and sisters, please pray for us. And 
we mean that sincerely, right? Like as we're working through this, this is, this is hard, right? Like this isn't easy for us. Yeah. We're, we're incredibly prideful people. Especially incredibly, you. You're, you're very proud. I would, something I wanted to talk to you about actually after the show. And we're very opinionated. We always think we're right. Uh, and yeah. so being confronted with our Sid is hard. And so please, please continue to pray for us um, and know that we're praying for you guys. That, yeah, we are. that God will continue to make himself known more to you, uh, convict you of your sin, and that you may turn and cling to Christ. Right. So we want to thank Justin Bond of J. Bond Media. Now he's the man. He is the man. The audio and engineer wizard that we have here at Doctrine and Devotion. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you, Justin, for taking care of engineering and editing for us. Uh, we do not have the talent or the time. Mm-mm. And so we really appreciate that. If you guys want to help us at the podcast, um, you can do a couple of things. Number one, you can click any of the links that we have for products like books and things like that and buy stuff through Amazon. Uh, we'll get a tiny percentage of that and that adds up over time and that's how we can pay for a good microphone or uh, a, a better microphone stand a that better we both microphone want. Stand, that would be really great. So I'm not knocking my cigar against it Gosh, all the time. I want that one so bad. It's pretty nice. Um, so you can do that. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, we would love for you, if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a review at iTunes. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, if they Give wanna, us an honest review. Yeah, five stars. Five stars. Because that, honestly, that's that, how good that's we is. It, I think it's, I think, you know, five stars fair. If you want to uh, connect with us, uh, leave us a comment uh, with some ideas. You can head over to the website, doctrineanddevotion.com, hit the contact page, and you can fill it out there. We read them. Uh, we, we like to engage with them when possible. Uh, if you have any criticism, go ahead and put it on there. We would love to hear from you as well. We'll hear it. We'll read it. And if it's lame, we will make fun of it. And read it on air. And please tell a friend. Yeah. Let, ev- let everyone know what's going on with Doctrine Devotion. Uh, sharing is caring. <laughs> Listen, uh, we don't want to be a people who simply know what repentance is. We want to be a people who repent. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's do that together. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of days. Thanks for listening. I'm Joe Thorne. And I'm Jimmy Fofo. You can hear us every Monday and Thursday. See ya.